So, <laughs> so I'm wearing my Vegas shirt. We we didn't. I wanted to make sure we didn't wear the same shirt this time, and I thought, you know what? I can make sure of that. Yeah. I bet you Steve well, doesn't have a cowboyish Vegas shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not even sure what color it is. I'm not like it's, it's reddish. I want to. It's reddish. Like I'm not sure if it's velvety. Like my, what I'm seeing is probably not a real good image of what it it's is. It probably but, is. Uh, I think yeah. it's. I think it's coming oh, okay. across right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I do not have one of those. No. Although I've looked for one. <laughs> oh, I oh I've spent days long and, and I mean, hard. You've searched. <laughs> and never have I found it's that Because I got the one and only. Yeah, it was made for you. It's it's missing it some it's missing some sequins, but it'll be fine. <laughs> I've never heard of a chandelier shirt, but I'm sure they exist. But this is I mean it's getting warmer. It's getting close to that. It's getting it is. You it can't is. see the big wings on the back, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I love yeah, this shirt. That's funny. You can make fun of it all you want. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate it that you know it's a good contrast to my nice, comfortable hoodie in your um, freezing cold weather. Yes, What's the temperature? Actually, yeah. Oh, let's not play that game. Is, it, is there snow on the it ground is. or is it sandy like it is here? Oh, <laughs> it is currently 32 degrees. Oh, there you go. Which is warm. Okay. I mean, when it hits 32 degrees, the kids are running around in shorts and t-shirts. Yep. Whenever it hits 32 degrees here, we're always commenting how warm it is. Yes. And we're, and we're getting snow. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? And you have, oh, you're at 48 degrees. You can't. You can't. I mean, that's not. It's that freezing. Much better. <laughs> so um, we're only fifteen degrees apart. That's not that. That's not that bad. I know. All my Michigan friends call me when it's those few days where it's actually warmer in Michigan than it is in California. Look, it's warmer. I'm like, okay, I guess you have better weather than us. You win. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's a snarky response. So remember Daisy. Uh, and her preschool artwork from earlier in the week. I do. So <laughs> she brushed its teeth. Um, she did. Uh, so she was telling me the other day. She she's now. This is really bad news for me. Okay. Um, for the most part, my kids. You know, they they seem to be healthy. Like they're not like too girl crazy. They're, they're, you know, normal kids. Yeah. A lot of kids are like, a lot of kids are really like interested in my kids. Right. Like, like if there's, there was lots of little girls that were interested in Stevie when he was young and he didn't get too flustered by that, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the girls have had their fair of share of little boys that have had crushes on them. And, uh, but, but my kids are pretty even kill. They don't, they don't get too up or down about these things. But Daisy this week said something that kind of had me worried. Okay. Okay. This is your four-year-old. So she's, this is my four-year-old. Got it. Yeah. So she's in preschool 
And she's telling me all about this kid. She's telling me, oh, Adam this and Adam that. And and I recognize she's meant she's mentioned this Adam kid often enough that it's kind of unique. And so I'm like, hey, Daisy, so tell me about this Adam kid. And she's like, oh, he's funny. And he's, you know, she's telling me all about this guy. And it's like, that sounds like, like a 20-year-old or a 40-year-old for that matter um, talking about someone that they like, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to explain to me why. He's why the sun pati- and the moon. Exactly. <laughs> he's the stars in my sky. <laughs> So she's telling me when about this Adam kid, out, and I'm I like, breathe in. <laughs> so exactly, that's that's what I'm dealing with. So I'm like, all right. So I'm asking more questions. I want to know what this Adam kid's all about. And and my wife, you know, she's a teacher at the preschool, so it's it's okay. Like I know she's got she's got me covered. But then she goes, now Walter. Walter's handsome. All right. Hmm. Like Walter's a looker. Walter's, you know, he's he's better looking than than Adam. But but Adam's got a good personality and Walter, he's moody. So she's got like these two guys in mm-hmm. her life. And uh it doesn't get easier, Daisy. Is... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have two guys. <laughs> this scenario is going to play out again. So yeah, learn now. So, so she seems to like this, like this Adam kids. I guess he's sweet and funny and got a good personality. Walter, he's a little moody, and but he's handsome. Mm-hmm. But uh, but she seems to hang out with this this Adam kid more. So uh, so we'll see. Adam, um, my prediction: Adam will be friend zoned. Walter gets the girl. <laughs> What I think will happen is she will graduate to kindergarten and they will both be ancient history and I will be saved by kindergarten. Yeah, it, actually, take a step back. I keep, I, I'm forgetting that we are talking about preschool. She shouldn't be dating for at least three more years. And so she really just needs to put it out of her mind. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe four even. 14, <laughs> 15 more years. Now, yeah. now what... A, what what's Sarah's take on this? Does Sarah think it's cute and foster this type of puppy love thing, or is she like no deal? You guys keep okay, away. So it really is just just cute little. I mean, uh, she, obviously, she doesn't recognize that. It's she a, doesn't think that it's like a crush. She doesn't recognize that she's kind of crushing on these boys. Sarah says they're both sweet boys, and uh, and so no, like there's nothing to quash right like this is this is normal Mm -hmm. but it's just funny because i'm seeing signs in daisy that i haven't seen in the other kids and it just got me a little worried i don't i don't like it well i mean and hey kids kids get crushes early i had a crush when i was in first grade me and mike epley had a crush on the same girl in first grade her name was amy butler Amy Butler, all right. Did he did he threaten to kill you with his ninja skills? He didn't have to. Amy Butler liked him, not me. Oh, that's, but that's too bad. We but we both <laughs> I just remembered something. 
Um, we both, she didn't really like either of us because in the same way that you were just discussing, like in mm -hmm. the, at that age, you don't really have boyfriend and girlfriend and you don't know anything, but we were, yeah. we were in competition. And I remember one time, uh, we were in line for the drinking fountain because you have to be in line in first grade. Cause it was like time to get a drink. Everybody gets a drink. Everybody goes to the bathroom and then everybody goes back to class. And we were yeah. in line for the drinking fountain and me and Mike both at different times kissed her hair when her back was to us. Like we were like leaned in her, like I kissed her hair. <laughs> she still doesn't know that to this day, but we both kissed her hair <laughs> in first grade. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tell her this. We, I would, I've, I've looked for her. I was like, I want her where she went who knows first grade mm -hmm. it was kind of yeah. like what you hope happens with daisy and what was his name randolph yeah adam and walter adam and walter and it was some old man's name <laughs> who names their kid walter in 2021 i don't know a fan of or four uh, years ago probably. i don't know yeah like walter like <laughs> i think that was a character from the movie up I don't oh, know, man. Walter poor, Matthau. Poor, yeah, Walter Matthau. Like pe parents who give birth to Walter Matthau name their kid Walter. <laughs> Nowadays they don't do that. Well, everyone's always trying to come up with the name that's going to be the weirdest. Nelson. <laughs> so I had a girlfriend in kindergarten as well. Now. But I was more like my kids. My kids are kind of like they they have people coming to them, but they're like pretty cool and calm and collected. Well, that was my situation. But I knew a young lady named uh, Becky Westenberg. Now Becky Westenberg, she she was she was pretty cute in kindergarten, and uh, she would. She was she was totally into me, and what's funny is when we would watch Puff the Magic Dragon, like we would all be sitting Indian style on this on the carpet. She would like lay down in my lap, mm -hmm. and we would watch Puff the Magic Dragon, and uh, and then when we went to my for my it was uh, maybe my fifth birthday. Mm -hmm. She was at my fifth birthday. She's right there next to me at. Uh, opening my presence with me and uh yeah so becky westenberg and then later on so i moved right after kindergarten to a different school and then i didn't see her until my sophomore year of high school when we, my parents moved again mm -hmm. we moved to the same school becky went to and uh and then she was in one of my classes and it was like she looked exactly the same. Like, I mean, she was slightly taller, mm -hmm. but she looked so much the same as when she was uh, was in kindergarten. It was shocking. So, but it, but that was pretty funny. Becky Westenberg. So she's still around. See, you never know. Maybe Walter's got what it takes and staying power. He'll still be around. Forty yeah, years. Yeah, but he's from now. moody. I would rather she goes for the even kill. He's probably guy. an artist. <laughs> He's probably an artist. We'll see. So, 
Uh, you want to read Romans 15? I do. Romans 15, 7 through 13. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you, so that God will be given glory. Remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, For this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it is written, Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. And in, and in another place, Isaiah said, The heir to David's throne will come. He will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Very good. Very good. So, so it says, therefore, and I was taught wherever it says, therefore, you always look to see what why it's therefore. It's therefore. <laughs> so it says, therefore, accept each other just as Christ accepted you and that God will be given glory. So we have to look right before that. What was it talking about? So it says, may God give us patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other as fitting for the followers of Jesus Christ. Then all of you can join together in one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other as Christ has accepted you. So it's to live in harmony as fitting for the followers of Jesus. So the idea is we want to live in harmony. We want to uh, experience this patience and encouragement. Therefore, accept each other as Christ has accepted you. Now, what do you think it means when it says, just as Christ has accepted you? Does anything come to mind when you think, when you read that? How has Christ accepted us? Um, what immediately comes to mind is all of my faults and screw-ups and misunderstandings of my position maybe in the world or in relationship to him. Like he has yeah. covered all of that for me. And I recognize that I continue to grow. I'm not in the same spot that I was a year ago. And I'm definitely not in the same spot that I was two years ago. Mm -hmm. And Christ has covered all of that and accepts me today. And he will take me if I'm, if I'm willing even further and closer to where I should be next year. And so in light of that position that I find myself in, it would be better for me to recognize, well, if God's accepted me where I am, God's probably accepted them where they are, even if they're in a different place than me. So I should accept them where they are. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And just by the way, when I think of how Christ has accepted me, I think of how imperfect you are as well. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, of course he's accepted me. He's accepted Dave. (laughs) For for crying out loud, (laughs) he is a merciful God. (laughs) He'll love anyone. No, but but seriously, that's right on. Like that is us. While we were like enemies, while we were actively against God, God Jesus has accepted us. Mm-hmm. So in that same in that same heart, we're supposed to accept each other. Yeah. And Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just getting excited there cuz you know, if the goal is to you know, he's basically put unity as the goal. And um, that's not unity with people who are unbelievers or are, are so far off the track in their, in whatever they believe that we say, well, we just got to get along. It's not saying that, but, you know, I think it is maybe to not just go around and find the people that are different than you for various reasons and then just work on torpedoing (laughs) them. It's like, well, if they're in close proximity to you, then build them up if, and encourage them and be an example to them. And then if you see people who are way over there doing something you don't agree with, let it go, man. There's enough work to be done right here. Yeah. And so that's what, because I tend to, the reason I even thought of that is because I see all these videos on YouTube and I'm compelled to watch it where it's like, oh, these guys are bad because of this. And guess what so-and-so said? Guess what this guy did? And it's like, they do, they give a whole long excerpt on why, like one of my favorite guys is uh, Francis Chan. He's such mm-hmm. an encouraging guy to me. I love his heart. And I, I've i never heard a single thing he said that I really disagree with, I don't think. and But yeah. I saw a video where someone, very prominent Christian channel, who was like, oh, Francis Chan made a mistake. Like, what he said here was wrong. And they spent the whole 20-minute show basically saying something that Francis Chan said and spending the entire time on why that's totally bad and totally wrong. And I'm like, dude, Francis Chan, I think is one of our best. And, um, I don't know. It was like, that's one way to, to use your channel. Um, and I'm not calling them them up as well. Yeah. And I'm not calling out the channel because I actually am not trying to do the exact opposite by torpedoing them for torpedoing someone else. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I understand the boomerang happening right now, but what I take from this is my tendency is to gravitate towards that. And then also even yeah. engage in some of that. I've engaged in some of that on Facebook and stuff. And it's like, you know what, what I'm reading here is Dave, be the guy who can build up those people around you. And in light of how God's accepted you, I guarantee you, I mean, I've heard things I've said on this show that in hindsight I go, eh, I didn't have that quite right. And yeah. it's like, 
well, shoot, maybe try to build people up and then uh, be a good example. So I don't know. I don't know if yeah. that's a complete thought, but that's kind of what I grabbed from this. Well, I, on the plane, uh, on the plane from California, I met with this guy who, uh, he was in front of me. He was reading a Bible on a tablet. And he was reading Hebrews, and when I first looked, he was in maybe Hebrews 8. And by the time we got off the plane, he was like in Hebrews, I don't know, like 13 or something. So he just went through a lot of Scripture. And uh, and so I thought, you know, I want to talk to this guy. He's sitting directly in front of me. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I said, hey, did you learn anything from Hebrews? And he said, in yeah, front of yeah, you? I always learn. He, he's like, I can see through the middle of the seats. He's, he's not directly in front of me. He's one seat over. You've decided to have a conversation with someone in a different row? Yes. This is, yes. you don't fly a lot. That is not etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was nobody in my row. I was all by myself. Oh. I was all stretched out. I'm picturing a full so, row uh, of yours. Gotcha. Okay, no, my bad. No, I'm in. I'm. I've got three seats all to me. It's a little better. And uh, it's a little better. And so, uh, so I'm like, hey, did you get anything out of Hebrews? And he said, oh, you saw me reading. And I said, yeah. So we strike up a conversation. Mm-hmm. It turns out he's a, uh, he is a Greek Orthodox. He's a Greek Orthodox priest. Okay. And so. He he's telling me how it works, and as he's explaining, he's showing me that because his Greek Orthodox goes back to, I think he said that his uh, his Orthodoxy goes all the way back to Peter, Saint Peter, that it's been the same church since. You know, for the last two thousand years, they've done the same things. They've had the same mm-hmm. same thing going on. And then he's like, "But you know, Protestants." He said, "I used to be a Protestant. Protestants, because they focus on the Bible alone and not the tradition so much, that it it branches into lots and lots of different mm-hmm. denominations." Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Yeah, I, I mean, I." can't argue with that. We do have a lot of denominations. But then he went on to explain that like these are what these are the rules we live by. Like this is true, this is true, this is true. Um and it was one of those things where it's like I'm not going to argue with you whether or not you're right. But what he was saying to me is we're doing it right. All y'all are doing it wrong. And I started thinking, you know what? You might be right that you're the same heritage all the way back to Peter, Mm -hmm. but all you are is another denomination that believes certain things. And it's, it goes back to, you know, there in various books that Paul writes to the various churches, it's, he says, Hey, don't get focused on just one, you know, one apostle and they say oh well, we're the church of Paul or we're the church of you know Barnabas or whoever it is 
he's like, no, we're all the church of Jesus. And, uh, and so I think that we have, as a church, as one church, community of believers, of Christians, we have divided ourselves into these denominations, and I think the Orthodox, even if it goes back to the time of Jesus, all it is is another denomination that believes its own things. Hmm. And uh, But I think that Christians, especially when it's talking here, is we're called to come together and we're called to accept each other so that we can give God the glory. And uh, yeah, so, and it's funny, it says, it says Christ didn't just come to be a servant of the Jews, but he also came for the Gentiles. And that was an idea of taking and bringing everyone under the same umbrella. And I think that... I. I think a lot of people intellectually would like to see all of Christianity come under the same umbrella, but at the same time, there's always these little, these little things that it's like, well, yeah, but they don't believe this. But I think, I think that's what Paul's talking about here. These little things like, how should you be baptized? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, like that's, that's a little, like in my mind, it's a little thing. What does it mean? Well, it means different things to different people, but it's kind of like maybe that's like our modern day, what should we eat? What should we drink? What uh, what day should we rest? You know, this is the sort of thing. These little pieces that make up our different denominations, it seems like those are our modern day gray areas that that Paul's referring to and that maybe we shouldn't be so concerned about those things but we should come together in harmony and uh and and accept each other. So what do you think of this? Like I was imagining like if we're doing a show here and we're talking about mm-hmm. someone on the other side of the country or other side of the world who's doing something we don't agree with or another denomination and we're just going that's not right um and you're just causing this you know i mean almost like strife that that would be a a bad idea it seems like but at the same time like if you and i are talking you know we challenge each other all the time we don't have any problem finding a disagreement and then going back and forth to try and find a good common ground and find if we just completely disagree, if we kind of disagree or if we misunderstand each other, if I met that guy on the plane, I wouldn't have had any problem telling him these are my views and and challenging him and having, because that's just one-on-one. You might actually be building him up or getting built up by challenging your own preconceived ideas. I mean, that's how you kind of grow. But if you were to then, uh, criticize him or tell him he's stupid or whatever, or talk about to other people about how that guy's an idiot, you know, do something that tears him down instead of builds him up and encourages him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How did you, how did you leave him? Did you leave him encouraged or did you leave him feeling like, yeah, we're not on the same team? 
You're, you're I think I left him encouraged. I don't know that I built him up. Okay. Uh, the way I handled it is I handled it in a way that I was sort of collecting information from him. Like, boy, I don't know much about what you have. Yeah. Tell me everything you can tell me. And he knew, he knew where the differences were. He was like, you would believe this and I believe this. And for example... He said, when we take communion, we believe that we're actually taking the physical body of Christ. We're actually drinking the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And he said, and you probably wouldn't believe that. And and I wasn't like I wasn't gonna say I wasn't gonna argue with him. Mm-hmm. It was like I was like, Yeah, tell me more about that. Like, how does that work? Because I don't I don't understand that. Like that's not something I've experienced. So, um, mm-hmm. so I was just trying to g- just talk with him and, and accept information, but, um, I could have potentially challenged him and, and I could have said now, you know, it seems like your whole church has been built on this idea around this one leader in the early church and... You know, the the Bible kind of s- says that we probably shouldn't do that. So, um, I don't know. And he probably would have had a really good answer for me. He seemed like a very intelligent and nice guy. So, um, but, but that, when I left him, that was the thought I had, is I don't know that he, pro- he portrayed it as we have the corner on truth. And and so when I heard it, I thought, it seems like even your, your view of what truth is might be, you know, might be, might. I mean, maybe he's got it. But it seemed like, I think you're missing one little piece there. So, um, so if I had informed him of that, I don't know. Maybe it would have helped build him up, given him something to think about. But who knows? Like, I don't know anything. I'm just, I'm just a regular guy. Ah, so. Steve, you're so awesome. You did the exact right thing, and I just think you're hit. What you did was perfect, and I just want to encourage you and build you up and tell you that you did a great job on that flight and I know you're going to do a great job next time you're on a flight back here hopefully soon <laughs> did that build you up I don't know it felt like I was I wasn't sure if it was sarcasm it wasn't sarcasm it might have been a little okay. it might have been a little uh, lavish but my gotcha. point was don't don't question yourself you did awesome I remember when you got off the plane, you told me all kinds of good things about it. I thought it was a great exchange. Yeah. But I'm exercising the the lesson here today yeah. as well. Oh, I get it. Okay. I get it. Um, you could say I was I doing pray a good that job, God, but instead the, you said I'm sarcastic. You, you, doubt, you doubted me instead of gave me a return compliment, I noticed. Well, sometimes I, I say, are you being sarcastic? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. That's true. I should do that less. <laughs> See? And you're... And you're... Does, does my lighting look better? 
Yeah. And your t-shirt. It looks better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you still remember. Wow. You can even cite precedent. Oh, he's, that's amazing. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's powerful. That's a good that's powerful. a good ending. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Mm-hmm. Even though you're living in a, a culture that's that's persecuting you, you're gonna be filled completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs>